you just loudly slurp my tea. I know. And I'm just like, do I eat it over, or like drink it over here or over here? <laughs> I'm Jamie. And I'm Charlotte. And you're listening to With, With Relish. Relish. So it's 2021. Whoa. It's a whole new world, but not really. What a wild ride. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So we've got some really exciting news. We've decided to start the fresh year with a fresh new season. Yay. But first, if you're a new listener, welcome to With Relish Podcast. Come on in, take a seat. You're in for some freaky food facts and cringeworthy culinary history. So fresh with relish, plus uh, side dishes, swear words, and dirty humour. And gagging noises. Remember the gagging gagging noises. noises. They come up. They come up a lot. And if you're interested in the history of jelly, go back and check out season one, where we took a deep dive into the dark history, the bright future, and the many, many ways of making jelly. And season two, we talked about foods with hilarious or misleading names. And there was a lot of dick jokes. Oh my gosh, there were so many dick jokes. Like, I honestly lost count. It was even, I was disgusted in my own self. I was like, what is this? You could have a drinking game where you just drink every time I say something about dick. Yeah. Or compare a food to dick. I would be highly intoxicated and my liver would have died. Yeah, 100%. But now, in 2021, we're serving season three, Deadly Delicacies. We'll be dishing up foods that could kill you, or at the very least, Make you wish you were dead. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So what have you got for us, Charlotte? Well, I have got a, uh, well, the way I like to talk about this is, I mean, I feel like people know that delicious pink, red, kind of fibrously. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that was so funny to me. Because it sounded like I was talking about some odd vagina. Is that why? (laughs) Oh my god. I just feel like I deafened everyone. Oh, 2021. Welcome. Um, nah, so I mean we're let's be honest, we're talking about rhubarb here, people. Yeah, so delicious pinky red fibrous vegetable. You know what I mean. It's fibrous. Yeah, yeah, it's why is it in a bucket out the back? Well, it's in a big bucket of dirt, Oh, right, sorry. Out the back of the house. I don't know why that sounded so strange. No, I'm sorry, I just thought you had like a stash of uh, rhubarb just hanging out in the back. Yeah, just hanging out, rotting, like not being eaten. I love rhubarb. Why is rhubarb going to kill me? Okay, so it's also known as a fruit in the US, huh. just quietly, but pretty much known as a vegetable, like, everywhere else. I feel like it's multifunctional. Uh, yeah, no, I'm the same. Like, when you initially think about rhubarb, you're like, hmm, okay, so it's, like, fruit and people eat it with sweet stuff, but, like, it's actually a veg. Yeah, yeah. isn't fruit meant to have some kind of internal or external seed stuck to it? I yeah I guess so. Like a strawberry has it seeds it's on a the berry outside because it has a seed on the outside, mm. and then like a peach 
is a fruit and it has a stone on the inside. And that's why avocado is a fruit? Yes. it has a stone on the inside? Yes, part of the pear family, I the avocado. I feel like that. You're so smart. <laughs> um, Correct me if I'm wrong, please. We love the Learning Lounge. so Absolutely. And like I said earlier, like th- this is about rhubarb, but it's actually about rhubarb leaves. So oh, okay. all the times that you've eaten rhubarb, that's not going to hurt you. But if you were to eat rhubarb leaves in abundance, I might add. Because I mean, who's gonna do that? A plethora leaves. of yeah, exactly. Then you're probably going to get sick. So, um, did you know? Little fact for you that the leaves are literally completely toxic. Like fully, just should never be chopped or accidentally added to your cooking because huh. one, they're just actually really bitter, like the rest of rhubarb, but they just don't they don't taste that great either. So, like, not only are you eating something that's toxic but it's just it doesn't taste great so like why would you eat it in the first place no i always just thought it was a deal of you eat the red bit you don't eat the not red bit yeah um so to get a little bit sciencey on you because you love science um the leaves contain high amounts of oxalic acid i'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it oxalic acid um it's a nephrotoxin which is a poison that affects your kidney no, not the oh, kidneys. Oh, kidneys, yeah. And it's a corrosive acid as well, Ooh. which can cause health problems when you eat it in I higher feel amounts. Like corrosive. Corrosive ain't acid. a good word for your body. No. Like, <laughs> Although it did make me think of Coca Cola for some reason. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably safe for eating rhubarb leaves. <laughs> probably better for you. Don't do this at home, kids. Um, Just like a nice skin peel for the inside. Oh my god, gross. Um, The fact is that, yeah, both the stalks and the leaves actually contain oxalic acid, but the leaves have a much, much, much higher content. So, like, oxalic acid is actually through the whole damn thing, but you can eat rhubarb and it's a very, very trace amount of it, um, and it's not going to affect you. Um, The symptoms of toxicity include very 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 mild stomach aches so this can range um from a very mild tummy ache to more serious problems like kidney stones not a great time not happy about that kidney failure buy kidneys like just buy kidneys in general kidney gets an f (laughs) it's a big red f yeah exactly um and it can also lead to a condition to um, which is called hyperoxaluria. Hypo, hypooxaluria. I think that's oh. how you pronounce it. But honestly, can someone correct me? Because it's just can an interesting word. Can we get an actual scientist up in here, please? Hyperoxaluria. Hyperoxaluria. Just say it with confidence and I'll believe you. Hyperoxaluria. Perfect. Um, which is an it's it's excess oxalate, which is um in your body, and it can yeah cause calcium crystals in your oh. organs. It's like oh, it just doesn't like sound like a good time. When someone's like, yes, crystals inside you, I'm like, oh, I'm expensive. Yes, <laughs> I own everything. I'm rich. It's yeah, honestly, like it doesn't sound like a good time at all. And like, of course, when they say like crystals. It's like kidney stones. Like it, you need to like pee them out. I like how many times you said "like" in that sentence. It's like crazy. What <laughs> you have to do to get them crystals out of your bod? No. Huh? <clears throat> um, Not vomiting. You can't vomit them up. I don't. Think. No, I don't think that's how it works. Um, thankfully, though, 
There are very, very few reports of either fatal or non-fatal poisoning caused by eating rhubarb leaves. So it's a really good um, bunch of people out there that just are choosing to eat the rhubarb stem and not the leaves. So it's, it's yeah. Great job, guys. I'm nice proud job. of you. Nice job, I'm people. Proud of you. So this is a case of like, it could kill you, mm. but it you'd have to really try. Yeah, I'm thinking it's like... I mean, I know it's quite a lot because I have the numbers in front of me, but the reported average lethal dose for oxalate poisoning is 26.3 grams for a 70 kg person. So in other words, you need to chow down on approximately 2.6 to 5.3 kgs worth of rhubarb leaves in order to maybe die. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Like, if you think of, like, how much a like a kg of butter is we're just trying to eat a kg of like don't get me wrong i can eat a kg of steak Mm. but there are not a lot of things that i could eat a kilo of in one sitting Mm. yeah mass wise you know um during world war one people were apparently advised to eat rhubarb leaves as a substitute for vegetables just because there wasn't a lot around you know obviously thing was everything was less um and it was unavailable like veg were unavailable at the time well lots of veg an abundance of veg yeah to replace it it was a green leafy veg so they were like "Mm, let's get some vitamins um which read um led to a lot of reports of um poisonings and deaths because they just ate what they had in abundance yeah what you do when you're hungry yeah and there were also reports of poisonings during the 60s as well because um people ate leaves in cooking books and stuff as well like cooking books were saying like they just didn't know that's the thing like you only managed to link the two things together yeah yeah and um now it's super super uncommon for people to eat rhubarb leaves it's kind of just a general thing that you'll grow up you grow up and you know not to do it and so there are actually no reports of deaths from rhubarb um, leaves in recent times well that's promising yeah i also think to be honest i love rhubarb and i grow it but i'm also secretly 80 yes you I are i feel like rhubarb isn't a fashionable vegetable now it's not like kale that everyone is going ape shit over no it's like i would say that rhubarb is kind of like I'm trying to think of, like, a celebrity that's, like, the rhubarb. Like, people are like, oh, my God, kale is, like, the Beyonce of vegetables. I would say it's, like, Betty White. Rhubarb is, like, Betty White. rhubarb is, like, Betty White. Yeah, it's, like, classic, but you don't see her that much anymore. Yeah, quite fun. Still, like, great sense of humor. Great gal yes, that you'd want to hang out with, but, like, would bite your head off if you turned the, like, if you said the wrong thing type yes. deal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, grandma burn you. Yeah, she would totally grandma burn you. And I just... She's got some sass. There's some pa- there's some pizzazz her. there. Yeah, she's quite cute. And so I definitely think rhubarb is the Betty White of um, vegetables. Yes. Yes, 100%. Do you, yeah, I think that's quite accurate. But um, anyway, just to sort of round off my uh, rhubarb leaf research, um, because I don't – fun fact, I actually can't stand, like, food waste, and I'm, like, really into – 
environmental sustainability, yeah. saving water, all of that jazz. And so I was like, ooh, what can you do with the rhubarb leaves then? So it's actually safe to compost your rhubarb leaves. Um, the oxalic acid will break down as the leaves decompose and it won't create a poisonous compost. So you can actually okay. reuse the leaves. So it's not poisonous to other plants. No. It's just poisonous to people. Exactly. And the, the acid that is in the leaves will break down as the leaves naturally break down and it won't cause the rest of your compost to be all sort of poison laden which you're then going to potentially put all over the rest of your veg yeah Yeah. um also the oxalic acid is an active ingredient in some cleaning products that shine stainless steel and other surfaces so if that doesn't tell you enough i don't know what does but when you boil rhubarb leaves in a stainless steel pot and pans like if you've got like pans or pots or anything that's stainless steel all your kitchen stuff yep um if you boil some um rhubarb leaves the natural oxalic acid comes out in the water it leaches out in the water and it cleans your pots so it's like cleaning boiling doing the same thing that's Um, an awesome like hedge witch cleaning tip yeah and it creates like a nice shine on them you just want to make sure if you're doing this at home if you're reusing them that you boil your rhubarb leaves give them a nice shine out and then you um rinse off the residual acid yeah because you don't want that sitting in your pots and thinking okay they're clean now cool i'm gonna put them in the cupboard like no no you just just you rinse them afterwards shine your inside. <clears throat> no exactly um and disclaimer because i thought i would just add this in because you never know who's listening and we're talking about foods that can kill you um as always, if someone does show signs of poisoning and you think that they have maybe eaten a poisonous plant or seeds or anything that looks just odd and they're not acting okay, um, in New Zealand, dial 111 for an ambulance and keep any pla- keep any parts of the plant that you think they may have eaten because it will need to be inspected by like an expert. Like They'll need to identify it. So just wanted to put that in there just in case because I don't want to be held accountable for someone maybe taste testing rhubarb leaves because now they're curious okay that's very responsible i'm glad you thought to do that because i did not (laughs) you cannot get my food here so it's fine yeah and obviously if you're listening in other parts of the world like don't be dumb don't don't eat rhubarb leaves please like just don't you don't like worst case scenario you'll eat a few or taste test it and you might get a sore tongue i don't want to be responsible for your body like i just don't please Just just don't be a fool um, and it. that is me wrapping up my rhubarb leaves. Thank you so much for that. No worries. What have I you just, got for me? Well, I just realized that I keep shifting around in my seat, so producer Logan's probably going to be like, why? Why, why is there all these noises? Noise? Yeah, I keep slurping. Sorry, I'm drinking peppermint tea, everyone, as always. Jamie and I always have cups of tea. We're yeah, also, I've got my tea. I just, I was going to say, I keep slurping my tea and forgetting. So sorry, if, if you can hear like juicy, wet noises, it's just me <laughs> slurping my tea. Also, just before we get into Jamie's deadly food, we, for the first time ever, are recording in our pajamas. We are because it's early in the morning. Yeah, it's just and well. And we set up our sound equipment ourselves. by ourselves. Well, not quite by ourselves. Uh, <laughs> pod husband James had to come and help us. But, but hey, all, literally, by ourselves. All he did with was help us with a microphone clamp, and he helped us with our sound. And he doesn't listen to this anyway. (laughs) And by that, I mean he just took out one thing where we'd put it wrong and put it into another hole. Plugged it into another hole. Yeah, so he plugged something into a hole and now we have sound. And and we did the rest by ourselves. All by ourselves. Like, I honestly looked at Jamie and I was like, I 
think, I think we've done it. Yeah. So I'm really impressed with ourselves right now. So good. Yes. Well, hold on to, to your drawers. Hold man. on to your stool and your undies. Hold on to your butt. And when I say stool, I mean my actual plastic stool that I'm sitting on, not a turd. Just needed to. Thanks for that. Just that needed to let everyone know that. You're anyway. disgusting. Get out of my house. <laughs> what do you got for me? Uh, well, my first deadly delicacy for the season is Kazumatsu. Oh, whoa. Even okay. sounds like it's going to kill I know. You. I'm like. Sounds like an assassin. I feel like you're going to like break out some karate chops or something. Oh, oh. oh shit. Oh, God. That was me you knocking just, like, your microphone. You my microphone over. Sorry. That was my foot. Carry on. Just going to adjust. <laughs> I just smashed Jamie's she microphone. Just karate'd my like microphone. I, <laughs> I was getting really excited about your food. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Back on topic. <laughs> Kasu Matsu is the most dangerous cheese in the world. Oh my god, it's cheese. I thought you were gonna talk about a fish or something. No. <laughs> the name literally translates to putrid cheese oh my goodness but it gets worse i'm ready because kazumatsu isn't just putrid it's infested with maggots shut your disgusting face (laughs) just thinking about it makes me want to be violently ill okay i'm Um, like feeling sick already just wait it gets better (laughs) or worse depending (laughs) kazimatsu is also illegal as it fucking should be but we'll get to that later because now we are talking maggoty cheese making oh my god you disgust me on so many levels so imagine you're in the charming sardinian countryside the large island off the italian coast there are mountains behind you and ahead Picturesque green farmland rolls out to a long, white, sandy beach. Mm-hmm. Beside you is a wheel of locally crafted pecorino cheese. It's made from sheep's milk and has a hole cut in the rind to let the flies in. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yep. Okay. You're leaving a perfectly good cheese outside with a hole in it to invite the flies in. What a waste. So the flies rock up and lay their eggs in the cheese. You then leave the cheese in a dark hut for two or three months. Oh my god, no. While white, wiggling, eight millimeter long larvae hatch out of the fly eggs and begin to feast on the now decomposing cheese. Charlotte's face is just perfection. It's like I'm a whole toad like, face right now. I feel like a toad. Like, I just, that is such a waste of food in my, I can't stand it. Like, well, they're this not going to waste it. Just. Just hold on. Hold on to your seats. By the time a wheel of kazumatsu is considered ready to eat, it will be writhing with thousands of maggots. And the acid from their digestive systems will have broken down the cheese's fat, resulting in a cheese that's very soft and a little, um, weepy. Oh my god, oh. <laughs> weepy, like juices. Weepy. Like like wet juicy cheese. Dribbling. Oh my god, this is so fucking disgusting. Apparently, it tastes a bit like a very ripe gorgonzola cheese, but spicier and slightly bitter. Because of all the maggots you're friggin' chowing down on. Actually, 
It's because of the poop of all the maggots you're chowing down on. <coughs> Apparently, the taste lingers in the mouth. I friggin' bet it does. Delightful. This is Simply delightful. so nasty. You're but a nasty girl. I haven't even told you the best part. Okay, I'm ready. The maggots need to be alive or very recently deceased when you eat it. I have nothing to say. Like Charlotte just... has her hand clamped over her mouth and she's just staring at me like she's got nothing to say. This is a genuine surprise. Like I had no idea that this type of cheese exists or that it's a it's a voluntary thing to just ruin mm-hmm. a wheel of perfectly delish cheese by inviting bugs. Like you spend your life wiping flies away from food do you know what i mean so mm-hmm. it's like hitting all i'm gonna get like triggered <laughs> oh just wait just wait in fact the maggots are so alive when you eat it that you have to hold your hand above the cheese while you lift it to your mouth to prevent the maggots getting disturbed and leaping into your eyes what? Because these maggots can jump up to 15 centimetres. Oh my god. So just imagine you're lifting a cracker with this piece of cheese and a maggot just flies out and ricochets off your face. Why? What is the what is so special about this flavour? Like why is this such a high like I don't <laughs> understand. And how does this kill you? Because obviously Give me, give me more info. We'll, we'll get there. I have so many questions. So you've got disturbed maggots that jump when they're disturbed. And clearly they're disturbed because they're about to be eaten. Like, I'm disturbed and yeah. I'm only thinking about them. Yeah, same. And those in the know cutely call those little jumping maggots cheese skippers. Gross. Because they're trying to commit suicide. They're trying to, no, they're trying to save their lives. <laughs> they're like, get me out of here. <laughs> If for some bizarre reason you don't want to eat the maggots, you can refrigerate the cheese to kill them. Or, to do it the traditional way, you pop the cheese in a sealed paper bag, and once the pattering sound of leaping, suffocating maggots stops, it's snack time, sends the jumping maggots. Oh my god. Can you just check my levels are okay? Because my... Microphone is slowly sinking now. Yeah, it looks like it's fine. Um, Sorry, guys. Give me a second. I think the karate chop. <laughs> it's okay. I can ask Logan to um, chop that bit out and just pop it back in. Cool. I think we're good now. I've just adjusted it. Cool. Either way, Hasumatsu is often eaten thinly sliced on Sardinian flatbread. With a glass of red wine. Yuck. Not sure if the red wine is because the tastes pair well together or because you need it because you're about to eat maggoty cheese. Yeah, and you need to, like, wash the flavour out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Dutch <gasps> courage. <gasps> now, kasumatsu is the world's most dangerous cheese for two reasons. Firstly, you must only eat the cheese when the maggots are alive. If the maggots are dead, the cheese has decomposed too much and will make you very sick. Okay. Like, if it's killing maggots, it's going to kill you. Okay. Secondly, according to food scientists, sometimes the ingested larvae can survive your stomach acid and remain in your intestines, leading to a condition called pseudomyosis. 
there have been documented cases of pseudomyosis in humans causing local irritation, vomiting, diarrhea, and possibly, although I can't find a scientific report to back this up, lesions or rips in your intestines causing potential death. Oh my goodness. So these can these maggots can actually survive inside you. Mm-hmm. Whoa, like here I was thinking that like the human stomach acid was pretty strong mm-hmm. and like pretty good at dealing with foreign breaking down things, but that's nasty. It's nasty. Um there's also a health risk posed by the adult flies picking up harmful pathogens and then passing these on to the eggs and the cheese that they are laying them in. Of course. Because, so there's a yeah. myriad of bad shit going on here. I just cannot get it into my brain as to why you would voluntarily eat this. Like, I'm honestly sitting here in <laughs> shock. Like. I I cannot think, and so this Tradition. is a so is this a special island off the coast of Italy? Yeah, and this is like a cultural food. Wow, I mean, yeah, like no, like I'm not coming from like a judgmental, like oh my god, those people are so disgusting type of thing. Like you, everyone's got their own sort of like traditional snacks. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but this is just a little bit later. This just gets like, I mean, I it's part of me is like, I'm very puzzled. Sorry, I'm just trying to make this work in my brain. I'm very intrigued in the fact that it's like nature helping you humans create food. I kind of like that. It's like how we eat fruit from trees because the trees have grown it. Do you know what I mean? And so we're just like, okay, cool, Mm -hmm. we're gonna take that. Like take that blossom, you know, and eat it. But like, help like using flies to help you get a cheese the way that you want it to eat is just very interesting to me. Well, the flies are actually to blame for the illegality that I mentioned at the top of the the topic. Yeah, because the European Food Hygiene and Health Regulations don't make allowances for maggot-infested decomposing cheese, so it's been outlawed. But obviously, that just makes it more valuable. So some Sardinians make kasumatsu available on the black market. I was going to say. Where it costs double the price of an ordinary block of pecorino cheese. Yeah. Which is quite expensive anyway. And kasumatsu is pecorino cheese. It's yeah. just had flies eating at it and laying Not its eggs. Larvae eating at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Sardinians are calling for the cheese to be declared a traditional cultural food mm-hmm. and therefore legally exempt from normal food hygiene regulations. And if that doesn't work, there are a group who are working on creating hygienic kasumatsu with specially bred pathogen-free flies. Right. Now, at this point, going back to what you were saying a minute ago, I do feel like it's important to say that just because I don't like the idea of eating kasumatsu mm. doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it. No. Or with Sardinian culture, I'm really grateful to have the privilege that apart from the occasional piece of fruit, I'm not often faced with food that contains maggots. Exactly. Or worms or insects. Like we've got very clean, moldy-free, just yeah. 
very like, privileged to have privileged. such clean, healthy food here and in New Zealand. I, like we're not generally put in a situation where we have to eat food that's gone bad, which is likely how someone discovered that they like the taste of this cheese in the first place. Yeah. If they were like, look, this is the only cheese I've got. Yeah. I'm just going to make the best of it. Yeah. Or maybe, yeah, exactly. Like they forgot about it and then found it again and were like, well, I don't have a lot, so I'm going to have to eat this. Yeah. Um, we've also been raised in a culture that has socialized people for centuries to believe that eating insects is lesser or undesirable as part of othering the cultures that do so. Mm-hmm usually so that people don't object to those cultures being enslaved or badly treated. Um, And we talked about that a little bit in one of our previous episodes. But for a lot of people around the world, eating insects and larvae is just a fact of life. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it can be a delicacy, like in the the case of kasumatsu. So, yeah, just because it's weird to us doesn't Mm. mean it's weird to everyone or that it should seem weird to everyone. Mm. Um, it does yeah. make me want to vomit. Oh, a hundred percent. But but if you are someone, yeah, to think that that is vomiting. Exactly, and like, yeah, I think as well. Like, like I said earlier as well. Like, you you spend so long, you know, in summer when you go to picnics or barbecues and stuff, batting flies away. Yeah, because um, you're just like, gross, get off my food. Like, where have you been, you stanky fly? Yeah, and exactly. Then these people are just kind of like, oh. Let's Come readily in. invite my fly friends into this cheese. Yeah. Um, and I have one last Kasumatsu fact for you, which you need to hear. Oh my gosh. Okay. But I'm saving it oh. until the very end of the episode. Okay. Like a little after dinner mint. Ooh, I love so it. Make sure you stick around for this juicy morsel. I'm so excited. Yeah. So I guess what we're around to is would you eat? either of these foods with relish, Charlotte? Um, I, no. Rhubarb <laughs> leaves, no. And that's a solid no to both. Um, rhubarb leaves, you know what? Like I'd give a little bit of a try. A tiny because peak of a leaf. a lot of it to make you sick. You do, that's the so thing. So I'd try a little bit. Yeah. But I'm not going to eat like two and a half kilos of it. No, like I would get a rhubarb leaf. And I mean, it kind of like, if you've never seen rhubarb before, it's, it looks like silver beet, very similar yeah. to like silver beet and spinach, except it's pink. So like it's bright pink. You might the have seen it. The stems are pink. The, the stem, leaves are green. The stems are pink and the leaves at the top, like the bushy sort of spinachy leaf at the top is kind of like a dark, fluffy kind of green color. And... Um, yeah, like you just, you chop that off and then you cut up the rest of it and the rest, like the stem is what you would eat. And like, if you're going to eat a tiny little bit to taste it, go for gold. But honestly, it's very bitter. Like you don't, it's, it's bitter like the stem, but you cook the stems with sugar. Yeah. And, and that's how you traditionally would cook rhubarb to take some of that bitterness and that sourness away. But if you're just going to nibble a bit of the leaf just to taste test the end of it with relish. To be honest, the relish is probably going to take over the flavor. Like you probably, you're probably not going to taste much. Um, I'd eat that with relish, but no way am I eating maggot cheese. No, I'm not going to touch the maggot cheese with or without relish. I don't like very strong wet cheese, wet cheese anyway. Mm. So definitely not with maggot. Yeah. And on that note, if you loved hearing about maggots, 
Oh God, your Please face. rate, <laughs> review, and subscribe on your platform of choice. <laughs> there was a pause while I swallowed and tried not to throw up. The thought of <laughs> She's just cheese. thinking about Maggie Cheese. I know, I saw you pause and I was like, is she okay? <laughs> Do you need a bucket? <laughs> I, I'm not feeling the greatest. I have very vivid imagination. I know, I'm visually thinking about what this really damp, moist, I think it was the fact that you said the cheese weeps. It and does. I was just it's like, like, it's crying. <gasps> it's so sad about what it's become. It's yes, like, it's like I, wanted, I had so much potential. I wanted to grow up and be a big fancy cheese in the spotlight, and now it's like I'm covered in flies and maggots. Like, this is not oh, what my dreams were made cheese. of. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um. <laughs> So yeah, please follow, <laughs> download, whatever it is you need to do to listen to this podcast, please do so. Listen to us um, while you're working, while you're doing a little exercise. Maybe not while you're eating dinner. Not while you're eating dinner. I definitely, I would absolutely not recommend anyone no. listening to us while they're eating. Um, I know people listen to us while they're working. Um while you're on it, I listen to podcasts while I'm on doing like drives. Like I live in a different I city to, to Jamie. So yeah. So public transport's a great option. Love how we're telling people how to listen to us. <laughs> but I wanted to just say that we often get people talking to us about like, oh my gosh, I was listening to you guys while I was working today or while I was, you know, just going to the bathroom. Like just, you know, like whatever. Yeah, just do your great. thing. We love it. Yeah. I love like the little like TMI type of stories that people think that they can send us. And I think it's because we talk about such nasty shit that so people nice. are like, these girls are fine with anything I tell anything. them. <laughs> and on that No note, judgment. <laughs> I have that juicy morsel. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, I forgot. I'm so Which I excited. Think comes under the I just clapped my hands like a happy the, seal. The uh the umbrella of anything okay i promised you one delightful last fact okay are you ready i'm so ready i'm nervous the maggot infested rotten cheese is considered an aphrodisiac shut up It's like the unsexiest food I have ever heard of. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 And on that note, we're Goodbye. Uh, finished. Bye. Please thanks, tune in. Thanks for listening to episode one. one. <laughs> <laughs>